Hi, my name is Steven Sandoni, and thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast of Working with Crystals. The information I will be citing can be found in a book written by Joyce Kessinger and Constance Barrett entitled, Now That I Have My Crystal, How Can I Work With It? A Guide to Working with Crystals. What can crystals do for me? Most people who come into crystal gardens are looking for something to help them achieve a particular goal. Perhaps they're looking for their perfect mate or to be inspired to be more creative or they want a more fulfilling job. Some are searching for a way to empower their meditations and affirmations or to balance and energize their body. All of this and more may be achieved when you start working with crystals for they may help us to transcend our limited beliefs and manifest our desires. Energy is used to create and maintain any belief and when we tie up our energy in limited beliefs there is less available for the materialization of our dreams and visions. In the language of crystal healing this translates into a blockage, a congestion and density of energy which vibrates at a low frequency. When we use crystals to charge blockages with their high vibrations these blockages begin to dissolve. As they disappear they reveal the beliefs which created them. Our conscious understanding of these beliefs and the desire to change them enables us to use our energy to consciously create the happiness and abundance which is our birthright. And here are a few ways we can work with crystals to balance and harmonize our body, mind and spirit, store information for future use, focus energy and thought to materialize our dreams, amplify our energy and thoughts, and transform our beliefs. So how do we choose a crystal? There are no rules for choosing a crystal. What we find so special about crystals is that it's possible to experience their wonder and magic without knowing anything about them. All too often rules get in the way of that experience. If someone comes into crystal gardens knowing that she's supposed to feel a particular kind of vibration when she picks up a crystal and looks for that, she may ignore the other things which can be experienced from contact with it. A play of light, a beautiful color, the texture of the crystal in her hand, its warmth. When we experience crystals with an open mind, we don't know what's going to happen when we pick up a stone. Maybe it will feel warm and tingly. Maybe we'll experience a kind of tension or recall a set of memories long forgotten. When we allow our intuition freedom to explore, we may have flashes of insight or unexpected discoveries. So trust your intuition and look around until you see a stone which calls to you. Purchase it and make it yours. Many of you out there who are watching and listening have heard the term clearing. So what is clearing? Crystals can collect various forms of energy from emotion, thought, touch, and many other sources. When other people handle your crystal, they leave their energy imprint on the crystal and this I've experienced on a number of occasions. This energy or vibration can affect your emotional state in a negative way. We can therefore suggest that you remove the stored vibration. This is known as clearing the crystal. It is a good idea to clear your crystal when you first get it, after you use it for any healing work, or whenever you feel that the crystal lacks light, luster, and energy. And here are a few methods to clear your crystal. There is a sea salt method where you bury the crystal in sea salt overnight, preferably in a ceramic or glass container. You can purchase sea salt in most health food stores and in some supermarkets. 
You may also put your crystal in a container of water and sea salt. Use your intuition to determine how much salt you need and how long you want to leave the crystal in the solution. Usually it's one to three days. Another method used in clearing is smudging. A wonderful Native American method of clearing is to burn cedar and sage leaves and pass your crystal through the smoke. Cedar and sage may be purchased in most shops that specialize in herbs. This method is excellent for clearing your crystal as well as yourself and your environment and is the method we recommend for clearing jewelry. And the third method used for clearing is the breath method. If you find yourself in a situation where you need to clear your crystal and you don't have access to sea salt or a smudge stick, you can use your breath to clear the crystal. Hold the crystal in your dominant hand or if it's large in both your hands. Focus your thoughts on the crystal with the intention that it will become free of all negative energy. As you hold this thought, inhale through your nose and exhale forcefully through your mouth. Your breath carries your intention to clear your crystal. And remember to use your intuition to determine when your crystal needs clearing. Whenever you sense a decrease in its energy, a cloudiness or stickiness, it's time to clear. Many out there listening have heard the term charging a crystal. To charge a crystal is to revitalize it. Think of what kind of energy you want to store in your crystal. We have tried charging our crystals with many different energies. You may want to try some methods which have been successful for us. Types of energy, cleansing, purifying, vitalizing energy, restful, relaxing, optimism, hope, abundance, love, introspection, harvesting dreams, rebirth, renewal, growth, passion, joy. And here are some places where you can place your crystal to charge it. You can put it by a stream, see it high tide, see it low tide, during the new moon, full moon, dark of the moon, the full equinox, winter solstice, spring equinox, or summer solstice. Use your imagination and experiment by putting your crystal in direct sunlight or moonlight on a large crystal cluster under a pyramid buried in the snow or in the earth. The more your crystal is attuned to you, the more it will work for you and with you. As in any relationship, you and your crystal need to get to know each other. Keep it with you all the time. Put it under your pillow. Meditate with it. Make your request to the crystal and ask for what you truly want. And allow the crystal to manifest that request for you. Talk to it. Take it on trips with you. Pray with it. And make your crystal your best friend. Let us begin by using an attunement exercise. Think of everything you think you know about the crystal you are holding. Imagine this information written in ink on a piece of paper. Now, in your mind, throw this paper into a lake. Watch the words blur as the ink fades until there is nothing written on the paper. Watch the paper sink into the bottom of the lake. Now slowly open your eyes and look at your crystal. Examine its shape, its color, its markings, and inclusions. What do you see? What images come into your mind? Let the image flow freely. Let your mind drift with them. Let them take you where they will. Now close your eyes and concentrate on how your crystal feels. Notice its warmth, its shape, its texture. Again, images flow in your mind. Let them flow freely. Now 
Place your crystal on your third eye between the other two. Breathe slowly and deeply. Imagine that your breath is passing through the crystal. Listen to the sound of your breathing. And now listen to the sound of your crystal. Hear its voice. Listen to what it has to tell you. Now remove your crystal from your third eye and hold it in your hand. Again, feel its warmth, its shape. Slowly open your eyes. Now that we have attuned our crystal, let's begin using it. Your crystal amplifies even the most subtle mental energy. Even if you do nothing with your crystal but keep it near you, you will begin to notice subtle changes in yourself. You may become more focused and clear. You may feel energized. Your dreams may become more vivid. Your imagination may become more active and creative. Buried emotional feelings may begin to surface, giving you the opportunity to examine and understand what has lain deep inside. It is the nature of crystals to put things into balance. Just having crystals in your environment can improve the quality of your life. An active use of crystals would be to, when we consciously work with crystal, we can accomplish anything that the mind can imagine. Here are a few examples. Confronting and releasing negative emotions, changing negative behavior, harmonizing your relationships, bringing more love into your life, self-healing, healing others, dealing with your boss, and becoming prosperous. Crystals have also been helpful in improving memory, helping plants to grow, healing animals, contacting spirit guides, and in communicating with the animal, plant, and mineral kingdoms. Programming a crystal. The process of consciously storing a vibration into a crystal for future or continuing effort is known as programming a crystal. There are many ways to program your crystal. And one way we can program our crystal is by holding the crystal in both hands and gazing into it, making contact with the crystal. Start breathing with deep, long inhaling through your nose and forceful exhaling through your mouth. Concentrate on what you want to program into the crystal. Examples would be a new job, good health, a better relationship, etc. See both the visual image, example yourself in an apartment, and repeat an affirmation to yourself, I live in a beautiful, spacious apartment. With each exhale, send your desire into the crystal. Your intention has now been programmed into the crystal. This vibration is now stored in the crystal until you clear it and replace it with a new intention. Another method of programming would be a written affirmation. One of the most powerful methods of programming that we've discovered is to write your intention on a piece of paper and after using the above method place your crystal on the written note and leave it there. If you're not sure what to write on a note here are a few examples. We grow more and more prosperous every day in every way with the help of God, Goddess, all that is every vertebrae in my body is perfectly aligned, perfectly formed and perfectly cushioned. I am a loving channel of healing energy. I am the kind of person who maintains a healthy weight. My blood pressure is 120 over 70. Thank you, God, Goddess, all that is, for helping me to release my worries about my children, my family, my job, my surroundings, or anything that's important to me. I have found that spoken affirmations are one of the most powerful things we can do to change the quality of our lives and to create the things we want. 
An affirmation is a declaration or a thought which creates a desired result. To affirm means to make firm. What we think or believe about ourselves and the world becomes our reality. Pay attention to your affirmations not only to avoid route-like repetitions, but to actually hear what you are saying. We have been giving ourselves affirmations all our lives, only we weren't aware of it. Anything we say or think to ourselves is an affirmation. Anything anyone else says to us is an affirmation, if we accept it and believe it. We have not been aware of the process and the power of that which we think and believe about ourselves and our world. So we have affirmed a lot of things which have not served us well. We are all carrying around basic core beliefs. Unfortunately, a lot of them are non-supportive things that we learned early in childhood from parents, teachers, and friends. And here are just a few of some of those unconscious affirmations. If I look at food, I gain weight. Life is nothing but suffering. The universe is against me. We must make a conscious effort to undo years of unconscious, deep, negative beliefs about ourselves. A few minutes a day of conscious beliefs have great powers. Affirm what you know is true in your heart and you will create that reality. Affirm that you are happy, healthy, prosperous, and loving for just a few minutes a day and watch your outer world begin to change to reflect your changing inner self. Be conscious of your negative thoughts. Notice them and then affirm a more positive reality for yourself. If you find yourself thinking, I've always been poor and I'll always remain that way, look at what you're thinking and see if that's what you really want to create in your life. And if it's not, say an affirmation in the present tense, even if it seems unrealistic to you. Abundance comes to me easily and effortlessly. Remember, you are your most dominant thought. And in this segment we will discuss meditation. Some of the best ways for meditation is to make affirmations in a relaxed state of mind and body, which is often referred to as meditation. Meditation gives us a chance to relax and to heal our bodies. It provides periods of mental stillness, an opportunity to silence the mundane chatter, which so often fills our minds, time and space for us to focus our thoughts, to concentrate on the solving of a problem, to visualize the accomplishment of a particular goal. As we become more skilled at quieting our busy minds, we discover that meditation helps to focus our attention on the here and now. When we give ourselves the gift of time in which we are neither regretting the past nor worrying about the future, we are able to appreciate the present. Seth, the entity channeled by the late Jane Roberts, often said that he had only one rule for changing one's life, and that was the point of power is in the present. When we concentrate on the present, we experience our aliveness, the strength of the energy which flows through us. We learn to recognize the energy as power, the raw material with which we create ourselves and our worlds. A form of very active meditation is Hatha Yoga or Tai Chi, which consists of particular patterns of movement and are recognized as forms of meditation. Any form of physical activity can be meditational. The key is to be totally focused on what you're doing. When you're exercising, concentrate on the smooth, easy movement of your muscles, your breathing. If you swim, be aware of the feeling of the water. If you're hiking or walking, focus on the ground beneath your feet. 
It is a good idea to repeat each affirmation three or four times, focusing on the instructions you're giving your mind, visualizing that you are prosperous or thin or loved. Physical exercise is highly recommended for it has values because it discharges excess energy, the kind that creates worries and anxieties, which can prevent us from being relaxed and at peace when we want to practice passive meditation. Another form of meditation is called passive meditation. Passive meditation generally involves sitting or lying down. Create a time when you'll be undisturbed. Take the phone off the hook. Go into a room where you'll be alone. Create this as a special time for yourself. You may want to start off with a guided meditation tape, and this will help direct your mind into appropriate channels. You can also direct passive meditation by silently repeating affirmations. When you feel comfortable with these forms of meditation, you can begin to guide your meditations. You can listen to meditative music, which can be on any kind of music, which makes you feel relaxed and calm. You can listen to it on a Walkman or any type of electronic device. This is especially helpful when garbage is being collected, fire engines are blaring, or strangers have entered your life by having a fight outside your window or in the next apartment. Concentrate on your breathing following each inhale and exhale, feeling energy flowing from your feet to your head and back. Do this for as long as you can. If you find yourself wondering whether you've paid the rent or thinking about what you'll have to eat when you finish meditating, let those thoughts drift away. It may help for you to imagine that you have a feather duster with which to brush them out of your mind. You'll find that your ability to meditate improves with practice. In passive meditation, you're developing psychic and mental muscles. As you learn to silence distracting thoughts, you'll begin to receive messages from your intuitive mind, new ideas, creative solutions to problems. You may want to ask specific questions of your intuitive mind. Don't worry if the answer doesn't come right away. It may occur to you a few minutes or a few days later. Now I'll discuss crystal concentration. We've noticed that the quality of our meditations improved immeasurably when we started making crystals part of our meditations. Crystals help to focus our energy and thus our thoughts. They raise our vibrations and energy level and help to turn our attention from everyday concerns to our greater purposes in being alive. One of the simplest ways to introduce crystals into your meditation is to hold the clear quartz in one or both of your hands. To receive light and energy, hold the quartz with point facing you. To project your wishes into the universe, as when you're repeating affirmations, face the point away from you. And now I'll turn my attention to chakra balancing. For stress reduction and overall energizing, Place quartz points at the base of the spine, just above the pubic bone, on the navel, heart, throat, third eye, between the eyebrows, and at the top of your head. These seven chakra points can be further activated by slowly rotating a quartz point over them. If you find that, despite your best efforts, you're still worrying when you want to be meditating, place an amethyst, azurite, or elot stone on the third eye. If you're feeling extremely depressed, hold a smoky quartz of black tourmaline. Before long, you'll discover that you intuitively know what stones you want to be with on a particular day. It is my belief that your intuition will generally be opened if you begin the practice of daily meditation. It is a discipline, 
and there will be times when you'd rather read the newspaper or call a friend or do anything in the world except meditate. Persevere. You'll be glad that you did. And here are some suggestions for stones that may be placed on the associated chakras. The first chakra, also known as your root chakra, would be black-brown color. The gemstones associated with that would be smoky quartz, hermatite, obsidian, black, tourmaline, and onyx. The second chakra resonates to the color red or orange. The gemstones associated with that would be ruby, bloodstone, garnet, carmelian, and red jasper. The third chakra vibrates to the color orange or yellow. The gemstones associated with it are citron, topaz, tiger's eye, mutilated quartz, amber, amber saltite, and pyrite. The fourth chakra resonates to the color pink and green. The gemstones associated with the fourth chakra are rose quartz, kunzite, pink tourmaline, aventurine, malachite, green calcite, and green tourmaline. The fifth chakra is associated with the color green, blue, or light blue. The gemstones associated with the fifth chakra are aquamarine, blue topaz, blue lace, agate, indicolite, larimer, celestite, turquoise, blue fluorite, chrysocolla, and Eliot stone. The sixth chakra is associated with the color indigo and purple. The gemstones colors associated with the sixth chakra are amethyst, sugalite, lapis, azurite, satellite, charite, and purple fluorite. And the seventh and last chakra vibrates the color white. The gemstones associated with the seventh chakra are clear quartz, selenite, and clear calcite. After working with crystals and the ideas presented, you may notice that you are developing a new consciousness, a new belief system that stretches the limits in which you were living before. You might also find that you receive a newer inner freedom in which anything becomes possible as long as it is in harmony with your deep heart's core. This is the gift I hope that the crystals will give you. And in closing, we create our own reality. I'd like to thank you for listening to and watching Working with Crystals.